Welcome back to the Jesus and Joe podcast. I'm so happy you are here today. My name is Georgia Faith Gust, and it is an honor and a privilege of not only being the podcast host, but also your big sister in Christ. So today we are going to be talking about love. I don't think there's any better, like there's nothing greater than being reminded of how loved you are by Jesus. And I think sometimes, I don't know if I'm the only one, but like, when you hear the phrase or like common phrases all the time of like, um, like let's think of a couple on the top of our heads. Oh, God's timing is perfect. Or, oh, God loves you so much. Or don't worry, everything's going to be okay. Sometimes those words kind of seem repeated. And every time like it becomes repeated and something you hear often, you're like, hmm. And you kind of like lose the meaning of it. But today, guys, today we are going to be reminded, refreshed, and just to go in depth of how much Jesus loves you. But before we get into it, before we even get started, I'm so excited about this new segment that we are starting on the Jesus and Joe podcast, and it's called the Just Saw Jesus Moment. This is an opportunity where I get to talk to you guys. I get to reach out and be like, hey, when did you see Jesus this week? How did you see Jesus? And when you guys send me in your stories and your testimonies and all the things, I'm able to read them and just be even more inspired in my faith being like, wow, look at all the ways God is moving in the lives of the people who are listening, my followers, anything like that. It inspires me. And so today I have such a joy to tell you a story from Holly. And Holly shared with me something that I, it just gives me goosebumps just thinking about it. So Holly messaged me on Instagram and this is what she had to say. She goes, I just saw a Jesus moment. I I had this the other week and I felt led to pray for my brother who was struggling with something in in the mental health therapy, which wasn't fixing. And girl, I prayed for him. And since then, the improvement is amazing. Like God is so kind. My brother is doing so much better than before. Y'all, let's praise the Lord for a moment. Round of applause for the Lord. Yes, yes, yes. He is so good. And I love that she just started praying for him. And then all of a sudden, bam, like he's getting so much better because that's how God works. Holly, thank you so much for sending in your story. Thank you so much for letting me know and for letting us just share this on the Jesus and Joe podcast. So we are going to get started and jump on into it and talk about the love of the Lord, guys. This is a love that I have just grown it's just like one of those things is like you've grown into it and it's like the more you know him the more you love him and so today that is what we're going to do so thank you all for being here and let's get on into it all right so if you have been in the christian faith for a while if you've been growing up in church like i have my whole life sometimes you will hear the, the, you know that song that goes, Jesus loves me, this I know. Like there's a song that goes along and I, I thought about it as I was writing the outline of today's podcast because I was like, I used to sing that all the time. And as I was five up there singing on the stage with the church choir, singing about how much Jesus loves me, this I know, I think I just knew like an ounce. But now as I've grown, I'm like, I know so much more. And I wish I could go back to her at like five years old and be like, Joe, you have no idea how much the Lord loves you. And so one of my favorite passages in the entire Bible is 1 Corinthians 13. Now this is a chapter in the Bible that 
is so refreshing because you get to actually learn like the characteristics of love. But then whenever you read the word love, you get to see God in all of it. And you get to see the characteristics and where his heart stands with you and how you can be more like him. But I want to dive into 1 Corinthians 13. That's where we're going to be today. And we're going to read 13 verses today. So stick along with me. But I truly believe there is no sweeter sound than hearing scripture. And so I'm excited to read this. So here we go. If I speak human or angelic tongues, but do not have love, I am noisy. I'm a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have a gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so that I can move mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. And if I give away all my possessions and I give over my body in, in order to boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. You see, love is patient. Love is kind. Love does not envy. It is not boastful. It is not arrogant. It is not rude. It is not self-seeking. It is not irritable. And it does not keep a record of wrongs. Love finds no joy in unrighteousness, but rejoices in the truth. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends, but as for prophecies, they all come to an end. As for tongues, they will cease. As for knowledge, it will come to an end. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part, but when the perfect comes, the partial will come to an end. When I was a child, I spoke like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I set aside childish things. For now we see only a reflection as in a mirror, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then I will fully know because I am fully known. Now these three remain, faith, hope, and love, but the greatest of these is love. Oh, the sweetest chapter in the entire Bible. And y'all, that's the entire chapter of 1 Corinthians 13. How sweet is it that there's a whole chapter all about love? Whenever I was a kid, my mom taught me this one thing about love. She said, Georgia, if you ever want to just be reminded of the character of God, when you read 1 Corinthians 13, replace the word love with God. I was like, what? What are you talking about? But guys, it makes so much sense. So yes, love is God himself. Like how cool is that? That love is just a feeling. It's a word. It's so many things, but it is God. It's God himself. So when you read 1 Corinthians 13 and replace the word love with God, you see even more characteristics about him. Like, listen to this. Listen to this. God is patient. God is kind. God does not envy. He is not boastful. He is not arrogant. He is not rude. He is not self-seeking. He is not irritable. And he does not keep a record of wrongs. He finds no joy in unrighteousness, but rejoices in the truth. He bears all things, believes all things, and hopes all things, endures all things. God never ends. How cool is that? That that is the God that is obsessed with you and loves you and cherishes you. Like he adores you. So that's just the first part of love. And like it goes to show that when you love someone, when you truly love someone, I know you can think of like 12,000 people right now. Like, I love my friends. I love my coworkers. I love my family members. I love my grandparents. I love all these people. But when you love someone, you are being able to exude God's love. Like the only reason why you are able to love sister is because God loves you. 
And it's the outpour of his love that you get to love others. How stinking cool is that, guys? That is so cool to me. Because sometimes we kind of get in our heads where we think, I'm not being used. I'm not, I don't know what my calling is. I don't know what my purpose is and all these kinds of things. And I've been there. I've been there. But if I could remind you one thing to that girl out there is I want you to know that because God loves you and you're able to love others, that's the whole point of where you're at right now. You are stepping into your calling. You are stepping into your purpose. Because you were able to love others right where they're at, you are being the hands and feet of the Lord right now. So don't worry about finding that specific calling or even that purpose right now. That time will come. But right now, where you are at, love people well because that's what Jesus does. Now, as we move on, we are going to, we just learned in 1 Corinthians 13 that love is more than just a feeling. But it truly is everything. It, it Like everything that you have in your life from your friendships, relationships, the words you speak, yourself even, your family, your job, your dreams, your passions, who you are, your personality, you name it. Girl, love is attached to it all. That's so crazy to me. But even when we go back to verse 1 and verse 2, verse 1. If your words do not have love, if you are not speaking in love and you are gossiping or judging or being cruel and being rude, like any of those things, your words are useless and obnoxious. Okay. Wow. Can you imagine of your voice just being obnoxious? Horrible. We're not going to be horrible. No, we are going to be life-giving. We are going to be able to lift people up and lift them higher. And how cool is it that the one, like literally the smallest muscle in your body is your tongue. And it is able to truly change lives because of it. Let your tongue speak in love. And then verse 2, he talks about prophecy and understanding and faith. But if there's nothing tied to it, like if there is no love tied to prophesying over somebody, if there's no love to stepping out in faith and walking by faith, if there is no love in it, it means nothing. How crazy is that? How crazy? And I think some of us are like, well, what do you mean with like, if I don't have love? Here's the thing. When you step out in faith, when you are prophesying, when you are trying to explain knowledge to somebody, sometimes people can be very critical, but they don't come from a place of love. And instead of helping them and making them better and calling them out, they don't call them higher. Do it in love. When you are stepping out in faith, do it because it is the joy of your life to walk in love with the Lord. Not because of all the reaping benefits of what happens when you do walk out in faith, but walk in faith because it's something you actually love to do. The basis of 1 Corinthians 13 is that love is so stinking important. But now, since we know what love is, we have an understanding of it. Let's talk about how much God loves you. Let's talk about how deep and wide the love of the Father is for you. So we're going to jump to Romans, Romans 8, 38 through 39. 
if you love Romans, if I could tell you guys anything, this is just a side note. If any of you are wondering where should I start reading in the Bible, my two books to all, no, actually, let's do three. James, John, and Romans. I am a sucker for these books. I am the biggest fan girl for them. But Romans, here we go. Romans 8, 38 through 39. It says this, For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels nor rulers, nor things present nor things to come, nor powers nor height nor depth, nor any other created thing will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Let me read that one more time. He's talking that neither death nor life. People think sometimes that when you're dead, you're done. No, 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 no. His love doesn't stop. Angels nor rulers. Nothing could ever separate you from the love of God. There's going to be rulers. There's going to be leaders that are going to tell you that following the Lord is wrong. And he doesn't love you because you're not doing the, the works or the acts or anything that people are telling you to do. But the Lord is not. No, 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 no. Absolutely not. Things of present or things to come. Y'all, if I had a chime, I would chime it right now. I think this is the greatest part because a lot of people think that things that they've done in their past are things that will base God's love on you. If I could just hold you and hug you, I would say that is a lie. That is a stone cold lie. When the Lord forgives you, and I did a whole podcast episode on this a couple weeks ago, talking about the freedom that you have in Christ. When God forgives you, he forgives you. It is done. It is dead. Like all of your sin is dead. Everything is done in the name of Jesus. And so when the Lord is saying that neither things that you've done in your past are things to come, he means it. It's black and white. It's written there. Like there's no excuses, if, ands, or buts. Like it is forgiven and there's love in all of it. I want you to accept his love. Accept it right now. Because the things that you've done in your past, the things that you're thinking about will happen in the future, sister, they're distractions. They're distractions from the love that God has for you. So stop thinking you have to earn his love. Stop thinking that you're not being able to love. If I could crush it, I would. But I want you to believe it. I want you to believe it so bad. His love is not something you can earn, but it's just something he gives. And he's so joyful in doing so the next part is not nor powers no nor height nor depth nothing created will ever be able to separate you from the love of god nothing will ever be able to separate you from the love of god and what's so cool about scripture is that they could have just said that last part nothing could ever separate you from the love of god but they wanted to make sure that there are going to be powers in this world. They're going to make you believe that the love of God is going to be able to be broken from you. You will not be able to be loved. You won't be able to be even, you're not worthy of his love. You're not all these things, blah, 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 blah. Because there's people that want to break that. They don't want you to believe that. But scripture tells us that nothing will be able to separate me from the love of God. They can try all they want, but it's the Lord's decision at the end of the day. It's what the Lord says, not them. Horrible. No, absolutely not. So I want you to know that there's nothing, nothing that you could ever do that would stop the love of Christ coming over you. So guys, we have now read 1 Corinthians 13. We have read Romans 8, but now 
we have an understanding that love is God. God himself is love. Love equals God. Then we've just read that God is so in love with us that nothing could ever separate us from his love. As I read these scriptures this past week, I wrote something. And I want you just to just sit in it. And I want you to just truly believe it. As if this is the first time you've ever heard that God loves you. I wrote this this week. And it brings me to tears realizing that there's more depth to the love of God that will ever be understood by human mind. It's infinite. It's gracious. It's the greatest force, feeling, and word known. So guys, I hope you like it. Because it is the greatest reminder I have ever heard in my life. Oh, how loved you are. I wish there were more words in the dictionary to tell you the fullness, the deepness, and the bountiful love of Christ that he has just for you. It's a love that can't be measured based on a heart. It's a love that can't be emphasized with the number of so's before you say the word much. It's a love that has no comparison or equal. It's a love that is deeper than any ocean, wider than any sky, and bigger than any human heart could ever hold. It's the love of God that I'm talking about. It's the love that chose you first. It's a love that doesn't need a resume to prove that you could be loved. It's a love not based on people's opinions or recommendations. It's a love that is bigger than any number. You see... This love is the love of God, a love that is breathtaking, a love that follows you, a love that chases you, a love that pursues you, and it is soaked throughout every single moment of your life. And my friend, God is so proud to call you his. He is so proud. God wraps his loving arms around you and whispers, I love you in every form imaginable through his word. Every letter that is inscribed in black and white or red in this Bible so you could know and understand the heart of God through his people, through every single hug, every embrace, every person that says the three most precious words this world would have ever known, I love you. He's whispering it to you as well. Through works, through random acts of kindness or random text, a friend saying they miss you, a parent saying they're proud. God is making sure those little acts are being orchestrated so you are reminded you are loved. Since before you were even a thought on your parents' mind, you were on God's. He looked at you in love with his creation, a love that is known as a father's love. He was so in awe, so in love, knowing that this child would do great works just for him. A love that is bigger than any mistake or action put into place. He loves you. A love that is full of grace, mercy, and forgiveness. He loves you. Because he gave his one perfect blameless son for you, not because he had to, but because he wanted to. He wanted you to know him. He wanted you to know the freedom that comes from knowing him as your Lord and Savior, to know his love. And guys, we all know that holiday in February, we all know that the holidays coming up can be hard for a single girl. Maybe you you got divorced this year. Maybe you had a breakup. Maybe something. But what I want you to know is that the love of God is so different than any love you will ever experience here on earth. It's different than your father's love. It's different than a boyfriend's love. It's different. It's different. It's different. Because sometimes this world makes you think that love can be measured. 
makes you think that it can be measured, that you have to be something to be loved, that you have to do something to be loved. You have to earn people's love. But that's not how God works. That's not how he works at all. What I just love so much, I can just paint the vision in my mind. And I just want you to kind of be welcomed into Georgia's mind right now. But in Psalms 139, it talks about how the Lord had made you in a secret place. Before you were even like put on earth or put in your mama's belly, like you were made in a secret place. Yes. Okay. So Psalm 15, my bones were not hidden from you when I was made in secret, when I was formed in the depths of the earth. Okay. Think with me for a second. Just, I hope you follow this. But I think it's the coolest thing because I truly believe that before the world had to meet you, you and God were together. You were together. He was crafting you. He was molding you. He was making you. And he made sure that there were so many things put in place. Your personality, your hair color, your eye color, the things you would do for this world, the things that you would do for him. I mean, he was planning it all out. How cool is it that you just had that one-on-one time with him before you were even introduced here? And like, he loved you so much. He loved you so, so, so much that he's like, okay, I'm ready. She's ready. It's her time to go. And so he puts you in that world. He puts you in there and he said, I love her so much. And I can just, like, he just embraced you in love. And he just followed you all the days of your life. And then one day you woke up. I want to make him my Lord and Savior. And once you did that, I mean, his love just expanded. And you got to know him and be intentional and have a real relationship with him. How cool is that, guys? How cool is that? Oh, my goodness. It's just like one of the craziest things to think about. But I just can't help but think it's true. Because it's like God loves you so much. And I hope that you see love as a whole new different meaning. And when I was talking about how this world makes you think that love can be earned and measured and something that you can like be given, I want to tell you some more of little Valentine's, some more little like love, love bursts just for you today as you just go on throughout your day. But the whole book of the Bible is truly just a book of love. It's a book of love for you. And some of my favorite verses comes from the verses that about how God loves you. Jeremiah 31, 3, I have loved you with an everlasting loves. Romans 8, 38 through 39, what we read earlier, there is nothing that could separate me from you. Isaiah 43, 1, I have called you by name. You are mine. 1 Peter 2, 9, you are my treasure. You are my treasure. I hope you understand that God loves you so much. He loves you. And those three words, he loves you, it's the sweetest sentence you could ever say to someone. But it's the greatest reminder to remind you as well. Every moment of your life, love is following you. Every day of your life, love is surrounding you. The creator of love, love himself loves you. He loves you. He loves you. He loves you. And so this week, your little challenge from the Jesus and Jesus in Jail podcast, this is my challenge for you, and I'm going to be doing it too. 
I truly want you to show God's love to somebody this week. One thing I've learned is that your words mean a lot. They mean so much. And as I was talking, it's the smallest little muscle in your body, but it holds the most power. The absence of your words hold a lot of power as well. Tell someone you love them, but do it in a way that God would. I am so proud of you. I hope you know how loved you are, not only by me, but your Heavenly Father as well. So I'm going to pray us out because that's what we do here on the Jesus and Joe podcast. Heavenly Father, I thank you just so much for this listener of mine. Lord, I thank you that you've brought this listener and I together, that we were just able just to soak in and just realize the understanding of your love for us. There's not many moments where we can just sit down and just really just sit there and grip onto your love and grasp onto the trueness of it. Thank you that this love is so immense. That God, it's so much bigger than us. That Father, it's nothing we can earn, but God, it's something you give. I pray that this week we're able to show that love to somebody. I pray that you lay that person's name on their heart. And Father, that we do so. You are our favorite. We are so in love with you. And thank you for just loving us. It's in your name that I pray. Amen. I will see you guys next week. Thank you so much for listening. And I'll see you next time.